0: Welcome. This is the Business of Vulnerability, the podcast that shares the wonderful work that individuals, organizations, and communities are doing around the world to try and help those who are most vulnerable. Welcome to the Business of Vulnerability podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Catherine Grill. Catherine is the CEO and co-founder of Neoth. Catherine, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks so much for inviting me to be here. I'm excited to speak to you a little bit about our company.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. Can you give us just kind of a quick rundown of what is NEOF?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So NEOF is, we offer stress and mental health support to students focused on high school and college students. So right now, ages 14 and up. Um, And what we do Mm -hmm. is we offer them self-guided and personalized care on our platform and app. So it's a combination of things like we assess students' health, we get a sense of what they're struggling with, and we give them personalized relaxation practices, things like guided imagery, things like journaling, things like meditation. So just increasing access to care by giving them on-demand support and giving it to them in a personalized way. Um, What differentiates us a little bit is that we also have health tracking. So the students can start to build insight into their emotions, um, how their stress level is influencing their health, how doing these different practices influences their health. So there's also a lot of health tracking and we use that information to update their content and we're always giving them kind of new personalized content and new activities to try out. So a lot around kind of resiliency building and SEL learning, Uh, but also something new that we've been working on is our community as well. So a lot around educating around mental health and breaking down stigma. Both through pre-recorded videos with clinicians and students, and also live stream events as well.
0: So, what's the interface like? Do you have like an app? Is that what they interface with? And and uh, like, what's that experience like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, we have an app, and then of course we also have a desktop um, and tablet version as well. So it's really up to the students how they want to engage. But when they first sign up, they're going to do what's called our personalization survey takes about three minutes it's really quick um, and we'll just learn a little bit about them we'll ask them you know what are you want to help with anything that you're struggling with it's completely private the information is just for them and for us to be able to find content that works we felt like rather than you know giving them hundreds of pieces of content to sort through that can be confusing and difficult especially for youth when it's their first time experiencing maybe some mental health symptoms and they don't know where to start. So that's why we do that personalization survey. And then what we can do is curate different uh, relaxation practices, different videos, different information around mental health that's been made by doctors and therapists and give it all to them right on our platform. So kind of short pieces of content, usually between two and 10 minutes, that's easily integrated into the student's lifestyle, whether that's a relaxation practice, like an audio um, you know, mindfulness practice, or maybe a video where a clinician is talking about mental health, or even videos from other students um, going through something similar in the country who is just mm. kind of sharing around their experience.
0: That's really cool. How how do students find you, right? Like how, how does that process work?
1: So mostly we work with schools and we we're a B2B company. So it means that we sell our service to schools who provide this to their students as a school health service. So a student okay. could sign up with their school email and they would get free access. Especially at the college level students are actually paying a lot of tuition and part of that is um, Is health and wellness fees. So their schools are supposed to be providing health and wellness services to the students. But we, you know, we started out that way. And we started to see more and more interest from students, especially students who, you know, were at one of our schools that we were working with, and then sharing it to a friend who was at a different school, and we just weren't working with that school yet. So we Mm -hmm. felt like, you know, access to care is so important. We need to make sure that nobody is blocked from using the site. So we actually did open it up um, to the public. It's on the app store, NEO LTH, and students can just go on. They can try it out. For students, we offer a 60-day free trial. So it's really available to any student out there, like I said, ages 14 plus, um, who's just struggling, who's wanting some help with their mental health, who's wanting some help with stress management.
0: That's awesome. You 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 mentioned you're really a a B2B company and and schools and I imagine universities, but you also do it with like school districts and kind of that, that like high school age groups as well.
1: Yeah, we've been moving. So we started with higher ed and we're moving into high schools. We saw that there was a need there and an interest as well. So definitely starting to move into the district level. Um, It's just an exciting time for us. So we're looking forward to all that the next year or so brings.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Do you have any, I, I'm I'm curious if you have any uh, uh, school districts where the high school level use it, but also the, the local universities, it'd be interesting to see somebody use it for that extended period of time, right, all through high school and into university. I don't I don't know if you've had that yet, but I'd be curious if that's um, a, a possibility somewhere.
1: Definitely. I mean, I think we're still a relatively new company, so we haven't yeah. been a long time. Um, around that long where somebody would be able to use it for four years in high school and then college. But that's the, the goal, right? That's the idea. If we have it in enough schools where they're using it in high school, um, they're able to transition. It's also available in college. And something we've also been looking into that I think is important is that life transition right after school. You know, you're graduating, mm. you're looking for jobs for the first time. I mean, it's just a tricky point in your life. So um, yeah. I think supporting them after graduation as well is something that we're going to start doing and we'll start seeing as our first round of students are actually graduating this month.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Um, I'm curious, like out of all the things you could do and, and, and be starting a company for, um, why this, like, I mean, not to say that it won't make money, but it, it doesn't feel like it's going to make you a billionaire. Like why invest your time and energy into tackling this problem?
1: It was always of interest to me. I went to a, I would describe high performance high school. Uh, we actually had classes six days a week. So even on Saturdays, which shocked wow. some people. Uh, yeah. and you know, back when I was in school, maybe it was the same for you, Blake, we just, mental health was not discussed. There was, there were no counselors, like there was nothing around mental health support. It was just very taboo, very stigmatized. And that was my first experience where I felt like I started to struggle. A lot of my friends started to struggle. Um, and it just became something of interest to me, like, hey, there's something wrong here. I think we can improve this. So. Long story short, I went to school to study psychology. I was working for a bit as a therapist in psychiatric care. Um, ended up going back to school to do my doctorate in neuroscience and and did a lot around clinical research. So research with teens, research with young adults and their mental health and different programs that we could implement to improve that. Mm-hmm. They. Uh, I love working with the kids because they always just kind of push you to better yourself and to explore new challenges. And one of the things they were really asking around was was technology and digital health. Um, And we were doing at that time, I was in the East Coast and working in a hospital and everything we were doing was in person. Digital health just wasn't really a thing yet. So I became interested in it as well, Uh, moved out to Silicon Valley. It's almost four years ago now, so time really flies. And just wanted to see, you know, could technology be this vehicle that we could use to increase access to health um, and really engage youth in in mental health care? So I think that's one of the big reasons that I became interested. Uh, maybe thought I'd work at another company. wasn't when I moved out here. I had no intention of founding a company. It was a, a bit of a surprise, but there just wasn't a lot for for youth. I think everything on the market is very adult um, adult focused and. Mm-hmm youth have different needs. So there was very much so a need within the market for this.
0: Wow. I uh, So how long ago did you did you guys found Neof?
1: Yeah, well, I guess it depends on how you define found, right? But sure, yeah. um, <laughs> legally we incorporated in 2018. Uh, so that's when we had the idea and we just started thinking about this. Um, we, let's see, 2019 launched the first version um, and we're piloting out here in California. We, in 2020, so in September, um, a little over six months ago, actually opened it up to the public. And that's when we started our ambassador program as well. And that, since September has scaled to 153 schools. So that's just been incredible, the amount of youth we've been able to work with. Um, and we had launched the native apps, actually not too long ago in March, 2021. So. Depends where where you start count, um, but I would say we're still relatively a new company.
0: Yeah, I I was curious how how COVID has affected it. Like it, it, like I imagine that the demand and the need for mental health at at scale in a digital way for students uh, had to have skyrocketed. But I, I'm curious. How, I mean, that's my intuition. Uh, is is that the case? And have you seen extra demand? And um and how has it affected Neof?
1: Oh gosh, COVID has been hard for so many reasons. And one of them is this strange paradigm that we were seeing in schools where, yes, the demand was absolutely increased. If you're familiar with Mental Health America, they actually put out a report at the end of 2020 where they were were checking in on how COVID affected youth mental health. And we've seen anxiety skyrocketing, depression skyrocketing, um, Teens ages 11 to 17, they found that 51%, so more than half, were having suicidal thoughts. Like, that's incredible. I've never, Mm -hmm. ever seen it that high in my career, and it's scary. Um, So the need is absolutely there. What was very frustrating, I think, for not just for us as a company, but also for the school health professionals, is that schools prioritized physical health. And mental health budgets across the country were slashed. So about a year ago, when we were, you know, wanting to work with schools and support students, and oh my gosh, there's this huge crisis, what we were hearing from a lot of schools was, we need this, Um, we've even been having a lot of suicides, but the schools cut our mental health budget. So it was this very strange (laughs) dichotomy, we're like, why aren't they prioritizing mental health? Um, You know, I think, like a lot of things, unfortunately, it had to get worse before it could get better. Um, what we're starting to see now, because this past year was so hard, is you know huge amounts of funding come into the schools, especially at the K-12 level. Um, so some states like New Jersey or California, they're adding a lot of funding into schools to improve mental health services. So that's really exciting for us. But the, I think the demand has been there the whole time. It's just always the budget that was... know that was tricky in the beginning but you know that was part of the reason we started this ambassador program because the schools didn't always have you know mental health services and we were getting a huge amount of students not only want to use our program but actually who wanted to work at the company last year in 2020 we had 700 students apply to work at the company a lot of just inbound requests um so they're finding us on google or finding us through an article or a podcast like this like they're just I think are limited um, options, especially for high school students to have an internship or do an ambassador program. So we just had so much interest from the students who wanted to use it, but also wanted to be like a part of this movement. And that's why we ultimately created that ambassador program to give students this leadership opportunity to let them be involved in how we kind of shape the product and the company. and also to be able to allow schools who, you know, might not be using this officially for the students to establish almost like a club at their school and start sharing it with their peers and other students and encourage the school to adopt this program.
0: That's really cool. cool? How does, how does the, um, the ambassador program work? You just apply and then you become an ambassador and then you're, you're helping? Is that the, the general idea?
1: Pretty much. We have an application actually on our website. You need to be right now ages 14 and up. um, Mm -hmm. But it's really open to any students. We have high school students, we have college students, we even have some grad students or some recent grads. Mm. Um, We do have them go through a very short application form just to verify, you know, that they're a student, that they're interested in mental health, that they understand the commitment. Um, We'll have a consent form where we explain to them what the program is and either they sign or their parents sign if they're a minor. Um, And then that's it, you know, it's a pretty quick onboarding process. We have at least once, once a month where we get together as a group and I'm usually on those calls and we'll have, you know, some sort of discussion. Sometimes we'll bring in a doctor or a therapist and, you know, They'll ask questions, they'll get to ask questions in real time to a clinician around, um, we had one recently around alcohol use and what to do if your friends are struggling or even if your parents, we've seen that a lot with COVID this year, like the parents are struggling and the kids don't know what to do. Um, So we have a lot of educational events for them. They, of course, ambassadors get free access to our app. So they're able to use that. Um, And then we have these awesome subcommittees. So they're actually student-led groups where we have students coming in and saying, hey, I'm really passionate about this topic and I want to lead a group and help teach other students about it. So some of the groups we've had this semester were uh, body positivity. That's a huge issue. We're seeing around 50% of students saying um, they're struggling with body image. We also had one for immigrant and first generation student mental health. So culture is still a huge barrier for accessing mental health care. So a lot of these students you know, come together from any sort of background and they talk about their experiences and they talk about ways to kind of break down stigma in their community. So it's been so exciting to, to be able to work with the kids but also to see how much passion that they have and how much kind of advocacy that they're doing within their communities.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned uh, stigma and, and stigma, unfortunately, is still a, a big problem through the, uh, Probably everywhere. I was going to say through the country, but honestly, it's it's probably everywhere, um, and we're we're definitely not over it as a society. And I, I'm curious, you know, what what work you're doing to help with that? Because it seems with youth that that might be the biggest issue is this the stigma that prevents people from seeking help. Um, you know, how does how does knee help in in that situation?
1: Yeah, that's, that's really true. Um, with youth, stigma and lack of understanding are two of the biggest reasons why they won't access mental health care, even if, if it's available to them. So I feel like on this one side, we're using tech to increase access to care, but then on the other side, we realize, well, we also need to make sure that once the tech's available, that they're utilizing it, and we need to decrease mm-hmm. that stigma. So the ambassador program is definitely part of it, encouraging students from all across the country to get together and just have these open dialogues. But another thing that we've been doing um, that we actually released this month, we're really excited about, is a new community module. It's directly on our app. So it brings together clinicians and also students to just talk about mental health. We'll have pre recorded videos around all sorts of different topics um where you know clinicians will come in and the students can actually write on our app do an anonymous like um, make a suggestion in our suggestion box and say hey you know i'm really interested in learning about managing academic stress or i'm really interested in learning about you know coming out to my friends and family if i'm lgbtq plus like can you give me some Mm -hmm. advice around that Um, not a replacement for medical treatment or therapy but just an opportunity for us to then take that and go find a clinician who's an expert in the space, and bring them on and, and create a video series where they talk about those topics. So we have a whole bunch of content made by doctors and made by therapists, and we actually have a whole lot of content made by students as well, which I'm really excited about because I think part of breaking down stigma is knowing that you're not alone and knowing that someone else out there has gone through something similar and how they were able to get help. So we actually have student um, storytellers, or what we call content creators, and they'll come on and they want to vlog on camera about their lived experience in mental health. So it might be, you know, I had anxiety or depression and here's how I got help and I went to a therapist and here's what it was like going to therapy. We have, um, especially this year, you know, a lot of people have lost friends or family members. So we have some students who are talking about grief. Um, One student who, who lost a parent and actually then became a grief counselor for other students, which I thought is so amazing um, to, yeah. to just use that with their experience. Um, suicide, unfortunately, has been really big this past year. So we have some students who are sharing their experiences around that. Um, you have a lot of students in our ambassador program who either, either maybe attempted suicide or who um, have lost a family member or a loved one to suicide, and they're kind of talking out about their experiences and what are the signs and the symptoms and how to get help. So I just think it's so incredible and so brave, and remember, these are high school and college-age students, so they're very young, and it's never something I think that we would have done at my age, like nobody was talking about this. But what they're doing and what they're giving us the ability to do is to really break down stigma and potentially save other kids lives so uh, it's a really exciting new initiative that we're working on.
0: It is so exciting you know and you mentioned like a, when when we would have been in that age group um, it, it just wasn't talked about and I, I couldn't help but think I remember, there was a a, kind of a a famous uh, thing where there was an athlete after winning a championship, think this therapist is one of the first things. And I remember the next day at school, all of like my friends that were athletes making fun of that comment. And, uh, and now looking back on it, realizing like, you know, there was a good chance in that group. Many of us were struggling with mental health issues and could have really benefited from seeing a therapist. And so, you know, it's interesting looking back at, at how ingrained that stigma was to the point where, You know, I didn't I didn't think there was anything wrong with any of those comments or any of those issues. Um, And I don't know, things have come a long way. So it makes me really hopeful that they'll continue to to break down those those stigmas. And uh, and hopefully, you know, the the app will help. I mean, I don't know if there's anything more powerful than hearing, you know, effectively testimonials from people that are your age that are going through that similar thing. Uh, That's a really, really powerful thing. I, I am curious as, as we kind of wrap up here in the last couple of minutes, how can I help? Like if I'm a, a listener to this podcast or just me right now, how can I help? Um, and, and maybe in a few ways, how can I help NEO and, and that uh, propagate and spread? Cause I think it's a worthwhile thing to be in school districts and in universities and all sorts of places. Um, but also the same way, how can I help break down those stigmas and, and, uh, and, and I guess help th- those youth that, that may have those particular challenges. Um, you know, I guess there's three different questions there but I'm just curious in general, how can we help?
1: I think a few different ways. Uh, so, you know, for any of the listeners out there who, who are youth or students or even parents just, just letting your students know that this is available. So our ambassador program, it's completely free and it's just a community that we're building where students can come together and, and get peer support. Um, the app we're actually offering right now is 60 day, so a two month free trial to any youth. So just letting them know that this is available if they can't access care in other ways, um, we do have this program for them. So I think just letting them know like, hey, this is available and this is what we're doing. And you know we're, we're really creating a movement here and we want to hear as many voices as we can and include as many students as possible. Um, you, you asked specifically what can you do? And I think you brought up, um, it's funny that you brought up that story around the, the athletes. I actually just had one, one of our ambassadors reach out to me today. and He said, you know, I'm interested in starting a subcommittee about athletes and athletes mental health. And I thought that's, that's really important. Um, one of the groups that, we're working hard to reach is students who identify as male. I think there's always been more stigma around that group and we used to see this in in in-person mental health services and we see this in digital health as well where more of the people signing up are female. So reaching these young men where they are um, showing them that you know, we all have mental health. It's important to take care of this. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to talk about this and to be vulnerable. I think that that's really huge. Uh, We've started working with some fraternities. So that was exciting for me. And we're looking to kind of get into that market and break down stigma there. Uh, I think looking into the athletes as well is going to be really exciting. But, you know, anyone like you who is able to come on and have a conversation about this in an open way, I think, can really serve as a role model for some of these young kids and some of these young men who maybe never have heard another guy talk about mental health. So I think that's a really huge thing Um, and something that we're definitely working on right now.
0: Mental health is something that frankly, as a parent scares me because it's something that I know is an issue. And and it's something I can't fix uh, if that makes sense. Like there's, there's no amount of, of money or just like me physically doing something that can, that can fix it. And so, i'm really looking for for experts and tools and things like that to be that that backbone and support system um you know in the future for for my children right and and neil seems like it's an excellent choice um for that and i hope more and more schools prioritize it and and help you know we we're so um so quick to care about physical health which is incredibly important um but but mental health, uh, you know, it was a little disheartening to hear that there had been cuts with, to it. And I mean, it's COVID. It's hard. It, there's things happening. But I'm hopeful that you'll continue to see increase of funding, increase of usage, and and that you'll you'll have success because uh, it's an important thing. So thank you so much. You know, uh, from, from me, from all of our listeners, thank you for your work you're doing, and and we hope you're successful.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for listening to the business of vulnerability. If you or somebody you know would be a wonderful guest for our next recording, please let us know at Team Pulse, that's T E A M P U L S E, at pulseforgood.com. Thank you.